It's tangent time. The I don't really know quite what I want to talk about Sunday edition. I really don't, actually. I've been playing Skyrim way too much. It's, it's, and I'm not doing so great. I'm level 15, which, you know, that's better than I was when I got stuck in the loop. But I can't advance in the main plot because even though I finished one part of it, um, Apparently, I didn't finish something else, so this other person I'm supposed to defeat isn't going to show up. <laughs> so I have no idea what the hell I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I've been watching far too much Among Us streamers. Um, by, by far too much, I mean I watch like one group. That plays it because they're pretty great to watch. They have a good dynamic, and that's what I prefer watching. Um, it's a good dynamic. If I'm not gonna play it myself that much, I want to at least watch people who play it well. Because <laughs> our little group, we're not very uh, consistent with meeting, but we also play with randos, and we don't do voice chat. Like we don't have it like with um, Discord lobby or anything, which we really should. But we also can't consistently get ten people in a lobby, so. We have to have randos, which is okay, but it's only great when you have randos that actually, you know, stick around and play well, because every once in a while, you'll get that one group of randos that actually just plays really well together, so it makes for a fun dynamic, but most of the time, we just don't have a very consistent group of people who want to play at the same time. Personally, it's because I don't want to play very often anymore, um, but it's mostly just because, again, I mean, it's not that much fun. Like the last number of games that I have played, I I'm imposter. Like it, I'm crewmate cursed, so I basically have had crewmate the last like probably over twenty games or so, and I get killed pretty quickly. I either get killed or you know I just you know survive but don't see anything or basically just do my tasks and then you know I'm stuck being bored. So it's it's not. I don't think it's really that much fun when you kind of can't like properly have a dynamic. I don't know. I mean, again, it's probably because I've been watching too many people play it and they play it with Discord. So um, they've got the communication with each other that isn't typing. Because the disadvantage is like some people will type a little too slow. Um, or depending on if it's a lobby that you make or if it's a lobby somebody else makes, the settings in the lobby might not be as conducive to ones you're used to. Like, with my particular group that we play with, if my sister or I set the lobby up, which is who tends to most of the time, we have decent enough settings that the voting time isn't too long, the discussion time is, like, longer, just so that way people can't dogpile, because people do... It's, you know, and then, like, imposter vision versus crewmate vision versus speed versus tasks, etc. Like, it's all set up pretty ideally. And once you get stuck with kind of, like, the ideal setup, anybody else's lobby is not so great, I guess. Um, but we also don't play with very cohesive rules. Um, primarily because, again, we play with randos, so you can't get those rules kind of set in stone before you start playing. And then have everybody in the group know what those rules are. Um, so that doesn't also help, like, we, we don't have a very good, um, um, what is the word here? 
not um, uh, consistency. That's the word. We don't have a very good consistency when we play. Um, so it kind of has lost a lot of its luster for me. I don't mind playing with the group of people, but we, again, don't have a very consistent group of people all the time. Like, we'll get, like, maybe five or six of us at most at one time, but unfortunately, that's not a full lobby. So even though we have enough people in our chat, like our Facebook chat for it, we don't have enough people who can play consistently, um, nor do we have people who could be fillers because it was hard enough just getting that many people in. So, yeah. <laughs> Plus, again, without having, like, the communication over voice, it's a little harder because, again, it's hard if you type slow or spelling is a pain in the ass or, you know, it's just easier to do when you're talking, talking. So... I don't know. Part of me has wanted to stream it, but like everybody streams it and I'm not sure that I'm the most amusing person to watch. I, I, I We've had some games, but um, the way I play it is that I go off and do my tasks on my own. Like I don't group up. I don't like grouping up. And the reason I don't like grouping up is because almost every single time I have grouped up, I either get murdered because I end up grouping with the murderer. That's my own fault. Or I get accused of being sus when I'm not. So <laughs> it's like, no, I'm just doing tasks. But apparently that's suspicious. So that's one disadvantage. So my play style is to just be on my own and, you know, doing my own thing. And now that there's like a proximity chat mod that people are using, I feel like watching a regular stream may not be that interesting to some people. I mean, hey, there might be some other people who want to watch it, but when it comes to streaming and stuff, you gotta have content people want to see. So I don't know. And I know, like, my I, I talked to my friend MJ about that, and really, like, it's you gotta find what you want to stream, and then if you enjoy it, then people will want to watch it. Or, you know, it's one of those things. If you're passionate about it, the right people will find it and be like, yeah, me too. But, uh, again, I'm not someone who's, like, I, I swear I'm not someone who's destined to have, like, a following. I would love to have the manpower behind me to actually do stuff um, like that, but I, I'm, not <laughs> I'm not meant to, I think. Plus, I'm not sure that I would be that comfortable streaming with a camera. I know that there are lots of streamers that don't, um, but I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe one day. And, like, I talked to I talked to MJ about it, actually. And MJ was talking about how, like... Because I was talking about, like, not being able to have a consistent schedule. Or, um, like, I can't stream for a very long period of time in a go. Like, a lot of streamers that I've watched stream for hours at a time. I don't have content for that. <laughs> um, like, I actually used to know a couple of people who streamed cosplay making on Twitch, but... With COVID, there are no conventions, and, you know, cosplay is expensive, and mm, my skills aren't that great. So, plus, I think as a female, a lot of the time, you have to be attractive, unfortunately. That's a pretty big requirement. And I'd say I'm probably about a solid four, maybe four and a half at best. So, you know. I don't think that works so well. <laughs> but, you know, that's the disadvantage of being a lady. doesn't really matter what content you have if you are not attractive. So, 
And that's unfortunately part of life, which is stupid in my opinion. But yeah, so, you know, a solid four or four and a half wouldn't get very many followers for that. My content could actually be funny, but, you know, it wouldn't matter. So that's uh, another deterrent. So even if I didn't stream with the camera, I doubt that many people would want to follow anyway. So, yeah. But whatever it is what it is that's the thing is like it it having a following i mean i'm not going to lie that definitely would be something i would like to have at some point in my life is to be able to you know have people who care about what i do but uh just like a relationship it doesn't it doesn't seem like it's in the cards so <laughs> That's a little bit more of a selfish one, I'd say. Um, yeah, yeah. Therapy was interesting um, this week. I haven't talked about it because it's been a couple of days, but um, therapy was interesting this week. We talked about um, relationships and stuff like that again because I actually had asked somebody for their number. I was brave and was like, oh my god, yeah, can I get your number? Um, because we were talking, uh, there was a table set up outside in the corner, you know, on the corner doing the whole charity thing because it's that time of year. Um, and I mean, they tried to get my attention on the way to my appointment, but because I was having my appointment, I'm like, I have an appointment, I don't want to be late, even though I would usually get there 20 minutes, like 20 to 30 minutes early. But, you know, my paranoia and anxiety say if I don't get there early, or if I hesitate or stop, I'm going to be late, even though I knew I probably wouldn't be. But I was like, no, I really can't, I got an appointment. Um, so, you know, I told them I come back on my way back because I'm nice enough again to listen to what they have to say. I think I may have already talked about this. Yeah, I definitely did. Um, in terms of that stuff, but, um, Kendra and I talked about it and that kind of changed my perspective on it. The success should come from the fact that I put myself out there, um, to ask that kind of thing, um, which is well outside of my comfort zone normally. And the fact that I stuck with my values, um, because it was funny, like, uh, this was something that, again, I didn't have the perspective when I first, like, when that podcast was recorded earlier, um, because I took it way more personally than it actually was, but, <laughs> I mean, what else do you do in that kind of a situation when you deal with what I'm dealing with is, but take it personally. Um, it, it's one of those things, the hindsight or the, um, after perspective is what matters afterwards during that time. Like I said, I'm going to be as real as possible. So this is what I deal with. So, you know, it sucks, but at the time it, that was how it felt. That's what it was. So now that I've passed that, I know that it wasn't about me necessarily. Um, but Kendra and I talked about it. My mom and I talked about it. Um, and it boils down to, like, I'm not going to compromise my values because she's like, you could get a relationship if you didn't care about the kind of person you ended up with. If you were like, oh, you're looking for a hookup and I'm not, but I'll do it anyway. Like, there's, there, there is that opportunity, but that's not me and that's not what I'm looking for. So she said that I should be proud about that. Um, both Kendra and my mom said it, actually. And she was super excited that I just even asked for somebody's number because, again, that's not what I normally do. And she says um, that it's not like 
there was no real mistake in that because she had equated this, I guess there was a show or something that used to play a game where it zooms in on a thing and you have to guess what the thing is. So based on this information that you have, you think, oh, this might be an elephant. But then by the time you have the full picture, it's actually a boat. And that's sort of what it is when you are trying to look at making a connection with someone that you don't have any inkling to what at all. Um, she said like back in, you know, the days of like the earlier before a lot of dating stuff was like online and stuff, you would meet people through people, you know, so you already have some kind of inkling about their values or who they are as a person or who their family is, etc. Like, you know, something going into that. But nowadays, even with online dating, you only see a tiny portion of the picture. So with this person that I met, um, I mean, I only knew four things about him, but it seemed like it was enough to, you know, think maybe it's worth trying to get to know him or see if there's any, like, see, see if, you know, I could get to know him. Um, but then, you know, we zoom out a little further. I find out he's a little younger than I would prefer. Um, and one of the things that clued me in before I even got his age was he asked if I communicate via Snapchat, like if I had Snapchat, cause he's not much of a texter. And I'm like, uh, that's already how I know he's younger than me because people my age or around my age text or use Facebook. Um, mostly I would say to communicate. Um, we do dabble in the Snapchat, but not as, you know, I don't text. It's, uh, I don't communicate via pictures. I'm like, I could communicate via pictures, but you're going to get a lot on my ceiling or my wall because I don't like how I look in pictures. Cause like I said, I'm about a solid four, four and a half at best. Um, so <laughs> when he asked about Snapchat, I was like, oh, okay, he's a little younger than I would prefer because like, uh, he communicates via Snapchat. I was still hoping for around five years younger at most. Um, six is not horrible, but, you know, there's that generational gap. And I'm mm, older than 27, even though I'm 27 in years. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> but then I found out, because uh, he had asked to come over, and I said, no, I live with my sister and my nephew, and I'm not DTF. So, I didn't say I'm not DTF, but uh, that was the vibe I was putting out there. I used the nephew card when I think that that's what they're trying to get into, um, like into my pants, I'm like, Mm-mm, I love my nephew. Mm-mm, you can't come over for that. So, <laughs> um, so I mean, like Kendra said, I could have, if I was trying to just, you know, hook up or, you know, I could have just said, oh, yeah, no, that doesn't know me and compromise my values for that. Because I if I don't have a connection with someone, I don't really like the idea of just hooking up. It's not my thing. So, you know, I could have just, if I wanted to, just if it was that whatever to be with the person, could have just said, fuck it and do the thing. But I don't like that. So, you know, she's like, I'm sure you could just get anybody. But then, you know, because um, it's funny because I've been told that I need to lower my standards. And really, my only standard isn't even that our values are exactly aligned because I know that that's not possible. But it's just that my values and their values, I want them to be at least on a similar playing field. I want our values to be similar. They don't have to be identical. But my biggest thing is that like, sure, they don't have to go out of their way to be like, I'm going to just do something random for this random person to make their day better. But as long as they don't go out of their way to be an asshole, that's really the only qualification. Of course, I have a type. Yes, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a human being. I have a type that I find attractive. 
However, it's less about the outside package and the plumbing included and more about who they actually are as a person. Because I don't really care as long as they're a good person. And it's funny, mom was like, well, what if person, like your person A, your box A, and your type is like person B, and a lot of your morals line up or something, but person C, who may not be your type, a hundred percent physically but they check off more boxes morally would you still go for that person i said yeah it's less for me about the plumbing and the outside appearance and more so about what our values are because like i said they don't have to be identical but like as long as they're on the same ish playing field that's the thing that matters to me so if i have to lower my standards because that's too high a standard, well, then I have to become a bad person. <laughs> because, um, you know, <laughs> if the only real requirement is that they're a decent person, um, then, you know, mm-hmm. Because, like, I, I know that I'm not going to share like of every single thing with the person I'm with. That's not even a requirement. We don't have to have all of the same, like, hobbies and you know, likes and interests. Like, I really don't care if we like the same kind of movies or not, because I'll still watch movies that I don't necessarily like, as long as they're willing to do the same for me. Like, I don't care about that kind of thing. Like, our likes don't have to be identical. In fact, they I don't really even care if they're all that similar. I like horror movies, but I don't find them scary. I don't like gore movies just because they're disgusting, but they're not scary. So, you know, like, if my significant other doesn't like horror movies, I'm not going to force them to watch horror movies. I might enjoy them getting scared and want to protect them, and that's totally fine if they're fine with that. But, like, if they're like, oh, I want to watch this sports show, then or sports show? Sport thing? Sport event? See, this is just, you know, if they're a sports enthusiast, as long as they respect the fact that I'm not a sport person then I'm not going to be concerned, and vice versa. I'll respect that they like sports and I don't. In fact, there's there's one person who I follow because he's an idol and he's, you know, hilarious and cute and adorable and all that stuff. I love the fact that he's a soccer enthusiast. A soccer enthusiast. I don't really care that much about soccer, but seeing him enjoy soccer that much is kind of endearing. So, you know, for me, I don't really <laughs> care how similar our likes and stuff are as long as we get along as people like and and we have enough that we can you know work on us as a unit i prefer that we have some stuff outside of each other i prefer that we would have our own lives too because you know like i said it should be your life their life and what you build together that's how i see that it should be you don't have to be identical for anything really as long as you have the same kind of morals and values, that's really the part that should matter the most. Because when it boils down to it, sure, things like hobbies and stuff matter, but you can work on things you both enjoy or find things you both enjoy and still have other things you don't like. But if their morals or like values don't line up or are even close to each other, that's not going to work in the long run. Because... If if you're one of those people who believes that you're better than the other person because of this, that, or the next thing, eventually that relationship would fall apart. May not be for a long time. You might put up with it, or they might put up with something, and it just will eventually either fall apart or not be a healthy relationship. So, as long as, to me, as long as our values are similar enough, 
that, you know, we vibe, right? I don't really care how much we have in common (laughs) other than that. Like, obviously, we have to have things in common that we can talk about or find things in common that we can talk about. Common footing has to be a thing. But at the end of the day, like, we also still have to have your own, like, we, you also have to have your own lives, too. That's also important. (laughs) Because no people were built to be around someone twenty four seven. Like if you spend every of like every possible minute with everybody, you're gonna go bonkers. Regardless, you need your alone time too. So you know that's one of those things. But uh, yeah, it's just frustrating because, like I said, I want to be. That, like, I want to be that person for somebody. Like, 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 when I say that person, I mean, like, you can do a lot of that kind of stuff or, like, the kind of thing I'm thinking of for, like, your platonic relationships as well. However, it's it, it's something different when it's your significant other, I guess. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not talking about, like, getting jinky with it and, you know, taking your clothes off and all that fun stuff, you know, because obviously that would be part of it, too. But I'm, like, like, the the support is different when it's your significant other the amount of like just you know like mm, that's the person you would want to go to for your problems or you know that you would want to go for like go to when you're sad or something and you can say that to your friends and stuff all you want but if they choose not to that's something they choose not to do and i'm not saying your significant other will do that every single time all the time forever but they're more inclined to trust you with that kind of thing because you two are together so you know that's the person that you would want to be there for you when you're sad or upset or there's something going on or you need to vent or you know whatever so I want to be that person for them and I want to be their hype man and I want to like you know boost their ego and take care of them like i may not be able to do the financial take caring but i could do everything else for them i'll be that emotional like i'm you you're you're the emotional sunshine i might deal with my own shit but by god do i ever want to help somebody else and be there for somebody else too like like i said i try to do that with my friends i try to do that i let them know all the time that i'm here if they need to talk and everything like that but like or just be there to listen too. Like if you just need an ear, I've done that before. I've sat on the phone with someone and just, you know, breathed and listened to them kind of freak out and cry and stuff. Like if they just need someone to, you know, know that they exist or, you know, if you just need someone to exist beside you, that's me. I'll do it. <sighs> but yeah. We also talked about wanting like one of the things we think we found as a potential target for emdr is the um not wanting to have people help me um so like for example for example um one of those days that i had a headache it wasn't like even a horrible horrible headache but it was not a fun one and it was like it it hurt a bit to move but it wasn't incapacitating but you know it was one of those days where i was kind of like man it would be nice if i could have someone just you know be there to kind of you know finding advil or you know like fuss over me a little bit it would be nice to have that but even saying that i just I'm cringing at the fact that that was something I wanted. I don't even like the idea that I want that. 
<laughs> like, <laughs> I don't like needing help so badly that the idea of wanting that just, it just doesn't sit right with me. The fact that I even wanted that just doesn't sit right with me. I tried to quash that thinking. I thought it for a little bit. I was like, damn, it would be nice to just have somebody who would fuss over me a little bit when I have a headache or I am not feeling so great. It'd be nice to have someone just, you know, fuss over me a little bit or be there for me or, you know, like just sit with me. But then my other thought was, oh, damn, no, ew, no, I'm not allowed to think that. I'm not, I don't, I don't, not, I don't want to want that. I don't want to need that. I don't, I don't like the fact that I want that. And we're pretty sure that that's a target from, you know, uh, the, the childhood stuff childhood stuff so <laughs> we're pretty sure that that's a target I need to clear but um yeah <laughs> so yeah so yeah I mean um yeah because like I always feel bad like the one time um uh, there was like there was a couple of times one time I was like way too hungover because that was the first time I ever got hungover um because it was also the first time I got blackout drunk um, I was so, like, I was just out and down for the count, and I felt bad asking my sister to get Gatorade, because I couldn't move from the couch. I felt bad asking for that, or, like, you know, I do feel bad every once in a while about, like, asking to, like, get help with that kind of thing, because, like, I should be capable of doing it. Like, I'm an adult, I know how to get up and get Advil, but, you know, it'd be, it'd be nice to not have to sometimes, you know? Like, I want to be that person who fusses over someone when they're sick or who, who's like, oh, you have a headache, I'll grab you Advil. Or you need water, I will grab you that. Or, oh, you need this, I'll, I will do that. I want to be that person for somebody. And it's different, like, with your friends and stuff. Because, like, a lot of the times they live in their houses and you live in your houses. And, like, excuse me, hiccup. When you're in a relationship, if you're living together, that's something you can do for them because you live together, you know? Like, I want the little dumb stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's not little dumb stuff, but I want little dumb stuff like that. Like, it's it's about connections because, like, that's the kind of thing that does make me feel useful and like I have values when I'm helping people. Which is like the 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 reason I want to have a following. Let's just say the reason that I want people to care about what I do is so that I can use that to do things to help people. If that makes sense. It's like, I want to use my powers for good. Let me use my powers for good. Let me start a cult just so that I can use that power for good. I don't know. Like, <laughs> a cult's a bit extreme. But, like, okay. Like, you see, like, influencers and all that fun stuff. But, like, like it's different for me as, a, like, if, if I wanted to be, like, I don't want to be, like, an influencer. Because, like, is that really, like, the right kind of term anyway? Um, because, like, I... I I genuinely want people to care about what I do or what I have to say or, like, whatever I'm, you know, trying to get a following on. But, like, I want to be able to help people with that kind of a following. Like, for for example, and this is, like, a silly but, you know, nice example that I can relate it to, kind of. Um, when Shiny had announced that they were coming to Canada and that we weren't going to, like, we there was no merch or anything like that, I managed to put a Facebook page together to get a GoFundMe started for getting glow sticks so that way we'd at least have something. Um, and then it turns out some Japanese uh, fans also were able to get some light sticks sent to Canada. And, you know, so, like, but we had 
so many glow sticks. Like we, we had, I think over $3,000 raised to get glow sticks for that. Um, if I recall correctly and you know, like it was just, or did we get over 3000 glow sticks? It was like a thousand five hundred. I don't remember exactly which of the two numbers that was anymore. Cause that was like 2017. Um, so it was three years ago and God knows the only thing that I really remember about that is, is crying during the concert and being cold, trying to get glow sticks handed out. So, um, and you know, like the train stuff, but I don't remember the exact stuff from before. Um, I just know we had a crap ton of glow sticks, like over 3,000 glow sticks. So maybe it was around 1,500 because I bought them wholesale because I know how to do that kind of shit. I know how to buy in bulk. If you need bulk of pretty much anything, I can find it for you. Um, it was funny because I was looking up bulk like seed beads for a project I wanted to do that never ended up happening. Um, they would have to contact their supplier. The wholesale place had to contact their supplier for the number of beads because I did message them to say like, if I needed to get this many would you guys have that? And they said, no, but we could contact our people to get that. <laughs> so the wholesale would have to contact their people. <laughs> Can I get at the middleman? Can I get your, your supplier? <laughs> but, um, so, but just having that amount of people participate in something for, it was a, it's a good cause to me. Cause like, you know, for the fact that like we wanted to provide a good homey feeling for shiny coming here because a big part of k-pop is light sticks and a big part of that is like their fandom color as as all around them in the audience so if they were going to come here and not have that i would have felt awful for them so i felt like that needed to happen so um you know it was one of those things so that was a good cause for the for the sake of like it wasn't a charity or anything i know but literally it was just it felt so good to be able to like have a bunch of people care about this too like i'm not gonna lie yeah it was nice to have people say oh my god i'm you, you did that that's amazing but it was more of a i felt like it needed to happen and no one else seemed to be doing it so i was like i will do that i'm sure other people thought about doing it or thought the same thing but no one seemed to take the initiative to do it so i i felt like that was something i should do and I honestly love organizing projects and things like that. Like I'm, I'm good at that kind of thing. You, you need events planned or you need stuff set up. Like I might have a messy bedroom, but my organizational skills for projects and for, um, you know, things like that, that's good. I've got it. I, I could, I could do, I, could, I got that shit. You need that shit planned. I got that shit. Like <laughs> my room might be a mess, but I'm not a messy person in terms of organizing life. <laughs> when it's other people like when it's when it's things involving other people i got that shit when it's things involving myself no not so much but that's because it's only me that it would impact <laughs> but um you know like the reason i want to have a following is so that way i can help people like if if that people like in the if, if people that follow me need somebody to talk to or um like like you see all these youtubers and things raising money for like charities and stuff and making a difference that way like if i can do stuff like that then i'd love to but i don't have the manpower behind me to do that i don't think i ever will but i'll do what i can for now like i'm using that page um that i started in 2017 i've brought it back to life um because i started the thing in probably like the summer or late um 
like beginning of the school year 2018, um, I hand out little cards or like I'll put little cards that have positive messages. One of them is you are loved. The other is you're beautiful um, with the hashtag you matter. And I call it the you matter campaign. And I've never really talked about doing it to anybody but like Kendra and, you know, my immediate peers um, because it was, it was supposed to be like, it's supposed to be like a silent campaign. So I leave them in high traffic areas. Like I'll put them on bus seats or I'll put them on um, in, the, in the bus stops or I will leave them, um, you know, on counters in places where, you know, I'll just put them kind of places <laughs> where, you know, or if there's someone I feel like needs a boost directly, then I'll give them the cards. Um, there was three girls in the Starbucks the one day that were talking about it. And there was a guess, a girl who was either fighting with a guy she liked or, you know, something they seemed to be, she was either interested in the person or dating the person. I feel like it was more she was interested in the person. Um, but I was like, uh, you, you guys are too pretty to have to deal with bullshit. So I gave them three of the cards. <laughs> like, I gave them each a card. Because, you know, they're, they're younger than me. And I can tell that they're younger than me. They're either just out of high school or just fresh into college. They're pretty young, though. Um, and I mean, like, at that age, I feel like we put up with more than we have to from people especially if it's someone we think we're interested in we put up with far more crap than we should because we don't know better so i don't think that will do anything in terms of like changing their mindset of anything but i hope that it helped boost their day from whatever they were dealing with with that dude um because i know it was a guy that they were talking about because they said he quite a number of times during their conversation with each other and I'm sitting here thinking, oh, honey, you, you don't have to deal with that bullshit. You could probably have any guy you wanted. Because, like, she was pretty. I have no idea what her personality was like, though, because I only ever heard, like, whatever they were talking about briefly in line. But, like, you, you don't have to deal with bullshit. You really don't. And you shouldn't. Pretty, not pretty, or whether you think you're pretty or not pretty. Like I, like I said, I'm, like, a solid 4.5 at best. Uh, you don't have to deal with bullshit. You, you don't, don't settle for something just because you think that's as good as you can do. Don't ever settle for shit. That's why I'm single. Because <laughs> I don't want to settle. I refuse to compromise the fact that I want them to be a good enough person. Um, and that we have to vibe in some way, shape, or form. So, I mean, obviously, yeah, I, I do want to sort of be attracted to the person or feel some sort of connection. And I know a lot of people say, like, oh, love at first sight's not real. And I, I get that. Um, when, when I say connection, like, I... It comes down to like that weird vibe or weird sense that you get. Um, not everybody gets, I should say, but like that weird sense that I get when I meet somebody. If I feel like we would click, I literally do feel like, oh, this is a person I should know. Or, oh, this is a person that's worth, you know, not worth, but like this is a person who I might actually get along with. There's like, there is that click there. It's not even necessarily like, oh, I instantly love this person. It's not about love at first sight in this case. But if I feel that kind of, oh, click type thing, if if a gear sort of shifts into place, whether or not anything ends up happening is whatever. But that's the time, like, that's the kind of thing that I would then pursue in some way, shape or form. Whether or not something comes from it clearly is irrelevant because... <laughs> <laughs> my history of dating is zero. So <laughs> you can see how well that's worked. But I mean, I if I don't find any sort of immediate sense of I might have feelings for this person, I don't tend to develop feelings for that person. Like there was a person in my one um, 
accounting class. He was in a relationship at the time that I met him and he and I were walking to one of our next classes or I had a free time. So I was walking him to his class because we had decent conversations, but um, he had kind of said like, oh, I, I might break up with my girlfriend. And because uh, that came out of nowhere for me. So I was a bit surprised. I was like, why? He's like, I I think I might have feelings for somebody else. And I'm like, is it me? Because I got that sense from him. He's like, what if it was you? I'm like, then I would have to say, I'm really, really sorry because I don't feel about you that way. Uh, when I first met him, before I found out he had a girlfriend, I thought, oh, yeah, okay. but. Then I found out he has a girlfriend or had a girlfriend who's now actually his fiance or married, if I recall correctly. And they ended up getting engaged about probably four or five months later um, after that. So, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but uh, it was one of those things. When I find out someone's in a relationship and I might have had feelings for them or might have seen that I could have feelings for them, I immediately shut that off. Um, because I don't think it's fair to them for me to pursue them when they're taken. And I don't feel like it would be fair to the other person. The weird thing is, is like, I never have met his girlfriend, but I still thought, oh, that would be unfair if I, you know, was actively, you know, flirting with him, knowing he has a girlfriend. I don't, I don't like doing that. I don't think I would like that if that happened to me. Um, so it was one of those things. I was like, oh, okay, he's got a girlfriend. Shut that off. Same sort of thing happened to one of my coworkers, uh, or with one of my coworkers, well, long, long time ago, uh, year, like one and a half of me working at my current job. Uh, I thought, oh, he's, he's really cool. He's got, he's, he and I had a lot in common. We liked a lot of the same, like we had a lot of the same hobbies. Um, and then I found out he was married, but then he got divorced and he was like, oh, we should go on a date. Um, but I was like, uh, no, because like, I didn't know for sure that he was divorced because I overheard it. He never outward, like outwardly told me he had gotten divorced. He told me outwardly that he was like his wife at one point. Um, when we first started talking, he told me his wife. Um, and then he never told me that he was divorced or, you know, um, but he had asked me out on a date and I was like, aren't you married? Because, like, I had overheard it, but because I wait until, like, that kind of thing. I don't assume until somebody tells me. Because um, it's not my business until they tell me. Like, even if I know these things, it's not my business until they tell me. Um, <laughs> he, he did never tell me he was divorced um, or split up from his wife or whatever the situation was. Because, again, I'm not even, I'm still not even 100% to this day. But he'd asked me out on a date. And I'm like, I'm going to have to say no sorry um besides i thought you were married and then i think he stopped talking to me after that or that he split up and then that was like it um it's, it's kind of funny so you know it was like um so yeah i don't remember where i was going with that i thought of a side tangent though in regards to that it's not my business until somebody tells me it was kind of funny because um two of my good friends um one of them had talked about the person that they were dating and the way that they talked about the person that they were dating was very similar to how they originally talked about their best friend at the time and so i'm like huh okay 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 and then one of them had posted on their instagram story and then i followed both so the other had posted something on their instagram story not even like the same picture but I could tell by the lighting um, and the general overall feeling of the picture that it was the same place. One of them had captioned it date night. I'm like, huh, okay. I was right. 
I was right. And when they finally decided to tell me that they were dating, um, it was like, oh my God, I don't even remember how long. It was like a month or a month and a half later or so. I'd known for quite a while before they told me, but it wasn't my business to say anything. I knew, but I wasn't going to say anything and I wasn't going to ask them because I knew that they would tell me either when they were ready or if they didn't tell me, it wasn't my business to begin with. Because that was the thing. I found it very amusing after because uh, one of them comes up to me. She's I have, I, I want to tell you something. And she's like, okay, so I am, I'm dating this person. Um, and she hadn't said the name. So I was like, oh, is it, is it this person? <laughs> she wanted the, oh, she wanted that aha moment or like that, that, you know, mind blown moment. But I got it because I knew. <laughs> so sorry, but that was mine. <laughs> you two know who you are. <laughs> You do know who you are, <laughs> but I take a little bit of pride in that. <laughs> so the thing is, is I'm an observant, um, like I'm an observer. So I watch for things. I look for changes in behavior and I observe these things. So I see a lot of things that people might've overlooked or missed or not paid attention to or brushed off as something else. Like I, I pick apart every scenario like I look at things from every kind of angle so like if you need something overanalyzed I'm that person and I'm happy to do it most of the time because most of the time it isn't always about me that I'm overanalyzing but you know what I tend to overanalyze does make me spiral off into you know the downward spiral of you know there goes the there goes the life jacket on goes the cement blocks under the water I go <laughs> so uh you know overanalyzing can be dangerous if it's regarding myself <laughs> But if you sh if you need deducing, I'm the person to come to. <laughs> uh, there wasn't much for a long time that I could not find. I still cannot find one particular piece of information. I can get other random info, but the one piece of information that I want to find doesn't seem to exist anywhere. So, you know, that's uh, ruining my reputation as a finder. Um... Also, if you ask me about topics I don't really care about or know how to do things about, um, like sports, I cannot find it because I don't know what I'm looking for. Um, but you want some obscure information about one of your favorite people? I bet you I could find it. Um, it was funny. My coworker, or my, my coworker, my friend told me about a person that they were interested in at one point. They didn't tell me anything except for this guy's first name. And I obviously knew he lived in London. So I was immediately able to find this person within about 45 minutes of searching on internet. And his profile was pretty locked down um, on Facebook, but I was still able to find it. I have found other random people uh, based on first name and location -y areas. <laughs> so yeah, if you need if you need people found, I'm also your person to find people. Most of the time I'm pretty good at that. Um <laughs> It's a skill I have. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, um, the thing is, is like I'm an observant person when it's, mm, when my own feelings don't play into the equation. So, like, because anytime I, my feelings play into the equation, I suddenly can't see things. Um, so, for example, if I had had a crush on this guy still, um, I probably wouldn't have deduced that he liked me because I would have thought, no, he doesn't like me. That wouldn't be possible. But when I don't have, because like in this case, I second guess why they would have feelings for me in the first place. Um, and like, that turned out to be, you know, 
the right thing to second guess because like I said they ended up getting engaged a couple of months later so you know uh uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> so how well would have that worked um <laughs> it's one of those things like i said um i'm not gonna get into that because that's gonna cause me to spiral so you know moving on (laughs) but it's just amusing to me that like i have never really thought that other like that someone has ever actually liked me um sincerely and the reason that that sincerely does come into play is because like i said uh they didn't break up and they got married not too long after so in my thought process that was well if he really did sincerely like me enough to want to break up with his girlfriend why would he still stay with her even if you know and i'm not saying like oh my god i rejected him he has to break up with his girlfriend but it's the how much does he really like me enough to want to break up with his girlfriend but not enough that it would you know cause him to change his mind about it if i did reject him if that makes sense and again, I'm not saying I wanted those two to split up because I they, like if they're married and they're happy and that's great. Um, but like, it, it's one of those kinds of scenarios. Like, if I had actually pursued something, how long would it have been before he realized, oh, I don't like her as much as I liked my now whose wife? Um, and you know, break up with me and go back to his wife. That was the thought process. It was a how long before he realized he was mistaken about me and go back. Or, you know, it was one of those scenarios that it was less about like that. Oh, well, if he doesn't, if he doesn't break up with her, then he's not sincere. It was a how long before he would have broken up with me if I pursued it kind of scenario. Because that's what went through my head. Um, Once, like, once I had said, no, I don't really have feelings for you. And he stayed with his now wife. So my thought process then was shortly after, because like, it was like a month or so later that I think he got engaged. And then less than half a year later, they got married. My thought was, like, I didn't, like, I didn't obviously expect him to break up with his girlfriend the next day or whatever, but, like, I thought, okay, well, if he'd actually genuinely had that much, that much of a feeling towards somebody else, not even necessarily me, but towards somebody else, why would you still stay with the person if you were already considering leaving them? That's the thing. Nothing to do necessarily with, like, oh, he, he doesn't, he, he likes me, so he's got to break up with his girlfriend when I reject him. No, no, no. It's that... If you like, this goes to me not being comfortable liking more than one person at a time, though, too, um, because I don't like having a crush on more than one person. I feel like it's unfair to the other person, um, whoever that might happen to be. But that's that's what I don't, I can't wrap my head around that. And that's very normal for several people. That's very normal for most people to be able to have feelings for more than one person at a time. Um, but for me, my thought process is if he was willing to break up with her to date me, but he got married to her less than a year later, either he wasn't genuine about his feelings towards me or he's lying to himself about his feelings to the person he's now married to. That was my thought. And, and, and that's just because for me, that's the only thing that makes logical sense. But for normal people, or for not normal people, for most people, you can have more than, like, you can, you can have feelings for more than one person. So he might have still really liked her, but he might have thought that he liked me more. Um, And then he goes back to his normal, oh, I like her because, you know, obviously they're still together and married. So, like, that's the thing. That's the thing I find that's weird um, about most people is, like, most people can process feelings for more than one person at a time. Me, I can't do that. Um, (laughs) 
I came to the conclusion that I'm pretty emotionally stunted at the same time as being very, um, very mature and stuff for my age, but I'm also very emotionally stunted um, because like, I'm not good at handling feelings to begin with. Um, so like actually having feelings and actually, you know, having to have things to kind of process and deal with is very unusual for me. But the concept still has always, 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 always been that I can't like more than one person at a time. I don't think it's fair to the other person. I've thought that since I was a kid, since I was in grade like two. Like I was around seven or eight and I've thought this like my whole life that I've never been a person to have a crush on more than one person and actually be okay with it. Like, I had a crush on one of my classmates ages and ages and ages ago when I was a child, and I felt bad when I started having a crush on another kid at the same time. Like, that's not, that's not what most people think when they have a crush on more than one person. They don't usually feel bad about it. They just think, oh, I really like this person, but I also like this person. They didn't actually feel like they were a horrible person for having a crush on more than one person. Um, now I, I don't think I'm a horrible person for it, but I also don't ever have feelings for more than one person at a time. Like right now, my feelings for my favorite person are so kind of strong that I'm not sure how long it will be before I get over them. But until I can sort of deal with that, I, I don't want to have or have never had feelings for another person like that. Like I've never, first of all, first of all, first of all, blah, 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 I've never had feelings like I've had for him. Like, like this person that I have feelings for right now. I have never had feelings like this for any person that's alive right now. Ever. Ever. Because, yeah. But because of that, I really know that it would be very unfair to the person that I'm, you know, potentially trying to pursue. Um, until I can either get a handle on it, understand it better... Um, or get over it, ideally. <laughs> um, and it's only ideal because I know that it can't ever happen. Um, because ideally, the, the the perfect outcome, the perfect scenario would be that I could pursue something. But obviously, given the circumstances of everything on the planet that exists to not be a thing, it won't be a thing. <laughs> so, in a perfect world, um, you know, pursue something. In a real world, get over it. <laughs> So in the perfect world, it would be pursuing. In the ideal world, it would be pursuing. In the reality, it's moving on. Um, <laughs> painful reality. It's always there to kick us when we don't need it. And it's always there to kick us when we're already down. Um, <laughs> oh, reality. Way to remind me that I'm a piece of shit. So <laughs> anyways, um, but until I can at least get a handle on that, it's not very fair to the other person. It really wouldn't be because of how much of my thoughts and time and literally like my routine is based on this person. Um, yeah, I don't think it's fair for me to even try with pursuing another person who would be deemed more attainable. Um, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. That is a tangent for another time. Um <laughs> Not that I haven't gone on like a million tangents of the same topic a billion times over, or in this case, like almost 16 times over now. 
<laughs> oh, man. Yeah, a lot of my tangents focus on this person primarily because how much this person is in my life without being in my life at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> they're a good chunk of the reason I'm still here. So, you know, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, yeah, and... That's kind of scary, and this is something Kendra and I are knowing we need to work on, because when you rely so much on something that you have absolutely no control over, that's pretty scary. Um, One of the times that I kind of spiraled out of control with no warning was because my brain was like, what if something happened? Knock on wood. Um, What what if something happened to him? And uh, he was no longer here. Um, I don't think I would survive that. So, uh, yeah, because I barely survived the last time something I relied on was, uh, gone. Uh, I barely survived that, and I really don't think I would survive that. Um, if, if, you know, knock on wood again, that, like, you know, something would happen to him. So, you know, we're just gonna knock on wood there. My floor is made of wood. I can do that. Um, so, you know, um, that was one thing that caused me to spiral way down way too fast. So, uh, that's why we need to work on finding things that aren't beyond my control to rely on, to stick around. But I literally, like I I told Kendra, I was like, the one time that that, that happened and that I spiraled so out of control because of that was because, um, literally so much of my routine is based on what he's doing. Like, Monday nights are watching his variety show that he's on. Monday morning, Wednesday morning, Friday morning, he's on a program. Um, like, he runs a program um, in the mornings. Like, it's morning for me. It's nighttime for him. It's 7 p.m. their time, 5 a.m. our time. Um, and so I watched that. I've missed one episode, and that was because I had no idea when the schedule was, and I fell asleep and was asleep and missed it. The one that they keep referring to for part, like, I, I missed that. I'm so disappointed. Um, but I've got every single one since. And it's become so part of my routine that, like, if that were to disappear all of a sudden, and, like, with no warning, because obviously if he decides to stop doing it, we'll have some sort of warning. But, like, without having warning, if something knock on wood again were to happen, like, I would be so lost because of how much of my routine relies on what he do, like, what he's doing. Like I said, Mondays, um, it used to be Sundays and Mondays, because um, the one show used to air on Saturdays, or was it Monday, Tuesday? I think it was Monday, Tuesday, sorry. Maybe it was Sunday... Sunday, Monday, or Monday, Tuesday. It was one of those two days. I can't remember which anymore. Um, but it's always been Monday and either Sunday or Tuesday. I can't remember which anymore because it's been since just before the summer, I believe. Um, or just into the summer, just at the start of the summer, whatever. It's been too long. It's been like six months. Um, anyway, um, like it used to be that I watched both of those shows. One was the next day, one was the day after. So like one was one day, one was the day after. Um, and I used to watch both of those, but then that show finished. So, um, I adapted because that was weird. Cause I'd been doing that for like six months. Um, when this one ends inevitably, cause they've been running for a year on this season right now with him on it. Um, but this will inevitably end as well. Um, I'm going to have to figure out something else to do, <laughs> something else to do for my Monday nights, um, Monday, Tuesday, depending. Um, and then, you know, if he ever stops doing his program in the morning for me, I mean, I have to find something to do during that time. But if it were to happen suddenly, I would be very, very lost. And again, 
I rely on him for so much more than just that. Like it's so much more than just that routine, but like, um, you know, every stupid little thing, um, if that were to like suddenly stop, I would not probably like if, if there was no way of ever having it again, then I would not survive that. Not currently anyway. Um, so anyhow, got to call it cause I'm running low on time. So, good night, good morning, good day, good afternoon. Thanks for tuning in. Have a fantastic whatever time of day it is. Peace out all. I'll talk to you again later. Bye.